0: Hello, my name is Naranjan, the host of Master of Your Crafts podcast, learning from leaders who are continuously inspired, passionate, and driven to align with their sole purpose, sharing their gifts to bring healing to others. The music is composed by Rebecca Everett. Today is episode 58 and I'll be talking to DDS who built over 25 years working in corporations as senior executive and C-suite level roles for companies including Marks & Spencers, PLC, Eurostar International, Crossrail Limited, Sony Music Entertainment and Essence Global. In addition, built a career as a college professor teaching hotel business management, and now pursuing a PhD in critical race theory. Today, DDS is the founder and CEO of Soul Trained, an executive coaching consultancy that is on a mission to fill the world with leaders who are worth following. DDS is a member of the advisory board of WE Global Studio a full-stack innovative studio a digital DIY platform that powers the success of women entrepreneurs around the world as they serve as adjunct faculty at California Institute of Integral Studies where they teach counseling psychology to graduate students as a licensed psychotherapist DDS runs a private practice called Soulful Therapy in the state of Connecticut, USA. In 2022, DDS published their first book, You Can Be Yourself Here, Your Pocket Guide to Creating Inclusive Workplaces Using the Psychology of Belonging, which quickly became a number one bestseller. DDS's second book, Leadership is a Behavior, Not a Title. Your Pocket Guide to Becoming a Leader Worth Following is set to be published in September of 2022. DDS is certified as an executive coach by both Chartered Institute of Personnel and Development and the Oxford School of Coaching and Mentoring, accredited with the International Coach Federation, and is a coach supervisor through the Coaching Supervision Academy. Hello, and welcome to DDS, how are you?
1: I'm really well, thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: I'm excited to have this prolonged conversation with you because I know you've been a very, very busy person. Yeah, so
1: yeah, want to a in- time in the making.
0: It has, but I wanna get into the juices of all the deliciousness that you've been involved in as of late. Cool. Let's do it. You have a number of practices, a number of skill sets that you are more than proficient in serving a need in a community beyond a human level, but on an energetic level too, Mm. which is what gained the interest for me to connect with you and learn more about how you bring those pieces together, bringing in the psychology component as well as a soulful part component of this. Mm. Healing Journey for Individuals. What do you believe about yourself and do you feel that it defines who you are? Yes, I do
1: believe that it defines who I am. I think those big beliefs that we have about ourselves, who we are, are are the things that go on to shape our perceptions and our behaviors and how we make our way through the world. What, what I believe about myself um, is that I, I believe that I am in, in this meat suit, in this incarnation um, to be a catalyst. And I think that understanding of, of my identity and my purpose has been the thing that has shaped the decisions that I've made about who I am and what I do as a result of who I am.
0: So from that, have you been able to define, not in one linear piece, because I think there are multiple aspects of what we would define as a calling, as a pursuit, as a drive, as a factor that gets us up in the morning and drives us to achieve more and support more. What do you feel are some of those calling elements in all that you've you've built in who you've become?
1: Mm-hmm. It is at the root and the, and the base of everything that, I am and who I've become and what I do, whether that's from being a licensed psychotherapist through to being a Reiki master and a crystal bowl sound healer, through to having my own executive coaching consultancy. And it's, it hasn't been linear. As you said, it hasn't been linear at all. And sometimes I have thought to myself, where am I going and what am I doing? Uh, and sometimes I have felt like I may have lost my way. But when I come back to the space of I am I am a catalyst, I, that's, that's my purpose and, and I take the next step forward, it's, it's always in the direction of travel of being able to live in that space of that purpose.
0: What do you feel are some of those attributes connected to that purpose and that calling of who you are?
1: Yeah, so in the corporate world. So I, I have I have a 25 year career in corporate um, America, Europe and Asia, and that that has been the theme of that career has been to create a world that is full of leaders who are worth following and to create workplaces where people can be themselves, because when people can be themselves, I believe they're freed up to do really great work and to be able to experience meaning and purpose in their work and to experience belonging. And then in the kind of, I guess in my psychotherapy practice and in my healing practices, it's all about helping people to become the most congruent version of themselves. Or as I say, your you-ist youist you um, because I think when you are your USU, everything in the world is gorgeous. Everything works perfectly. Um, and, um, and and we can move through the world, being in contact with our with our inner, with that sense of inner peace. Um, and when we are in contact, you know, when we are our USU, when we're in contact with the essence of who we are, that shines from the inside out. And it, in words of Marianne Williamson, automatically liberates other people.
0: From an energetic standpoint, it ripples out, right? Right, right. Right. Fast forwarding 25 plus years, from the world that you lived in, in that corporate world Hmm. and coming into where you are now, can you recognize the stark contrast of the two individuals, if that's fair for me to say?
1: Hmm. For me, my experience, which I know is shared by many, my experience of becoming um, hasn't been a light switch. It's been a dimmer switch. You know, it's been a gradual process of knowing, uh, of coming home to myself. I don't think there is a there is a moment where I can say, it all changed when. And I know some people can. And sometimes I've been a little bit envious of those experiences. I've been like, oh, I'd be like, I'd love a clouds part, sunshine down. and right. Everything <laughs> changes. Although I can imagine that that can be quite discombobulating and you know and a little <laughs> bit unsettling, um, but mine has been you know a a long, slow, warm burn over over years. Um, I think it's been a gradual process of being increasingly okay with the me that I am in that moment. And there's this thing in Gestalt psychology called the paradoxical theory of change, that talks about when a person can fully accept who they are and where they are, then change happens. But when a person is wanting change and is striving change, they remain who they are. And so, you know that 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 process I, I call it I call it being constructively discontented. So it's the idea of where and who I am right now is just fine, is perfect. And I have a desire for more or different or change, but I'm not gonna be so focused on the more different than change that I lose sight of the glory of my present moment experience. And when I can be in the present moment and experience that fully, I feel peaceful and I feel whole and I feel complete. And I can move towards new and different uh, experiences.
0: I love how you just brought it all together into one moment at a time. Mm. Yeah, yeah, thank you. It's often those little moments that we can get uncomfortable. Even though there's an element of being settled, of yes, I'm accepting where I am and where, what's going on in the world and what's my surroundings, And but there's an element of discomfort and uncomfortableness yeah. that happens.
1: Of course, yeah. Like spiritual growth, physical growth, mental growth, emotional growth, there's a reason why, when you're an adolescent, you experience something called growing pains. You know, when your bones are stretching and your muscles are changing, yeah, it, it hurts. And guess what? The, the same thing applies to our brains, to our psyches, to our emotional centers, to our spiritual selves. It just it just does. And um, and sometimes we can experience spiritual emergency and spiritual awakening that feels shocking and frightening and scary but sometimes it can just we can also just be sitting in that place of change is happening and it feels discombobulating it feels disorientating it feels it feels uncomfortable there is a a very dear friend of mine called Dr Tracy Jackson Um, she has a wonderful TED talk you should definitely look it up she pioneered some thinking around pain management in, you know, in the age of the opioid crisis that is, that is happening in many, in many parts of America and the rest of the world. But in her TED Talk, she says something that, uh, that, that is just so profound and so simple. And she said, hurt doesn't always equal harm. I like to remind a lot of my patients, actually, in my clinical practice when they talk about positive and negative emotions, I say there's no such thing as a positive or negative emotion. There's just emotion. And what we do with it and the meaning that we make out of it turns it into something that is positive or negative. And so anger, sadness, fear, guilt, shame, anxiety, all of those uh, emotions that, that would often be referred to as negative, yes, they're uncomfortable experiences, But I I encourage people to think about emotions as having a purpose, as, as being neither positive nor negative, as being a sign or a symbol pointing to something that's going on. If we experience those emotions as negative or we think of those emotions as negative, we're going to stop ourselves from experiencing them. And when we close ourselves off to one aspect of an emotional experience, we start to close ourselves off to the entire spectrum of emotions, which includes joy and peace and love and happiness. And so my my message is to let's have access to all of the emotions, which means engaging in anger, sadness, fear, guilt, and shame, and understanding it and being in it and recognizing that the hurt isn't always harm. Sometimes it can be, and you know, we watch out for that, but it doesn't always have to equal harm. And when you can engage in those emotions and learn for them and process them and explore them and unpack them, then you also get open yourself up to the the higher vibrational, ecstatic states that people want more of.
0: It also comes down to a space of awareness. The fundamentals of us being present, like you mentioned earlier, in this moment. And it's okay to be in this moment. Yeah.
1: I have a tendency to live in the future.
0: I think Uh, a lot of people
1: do. I have a a tendency to think about, well, what's the next meal I'm gonna eat? What's happening in the next hour? Um, What am I doing tonight? What about this weekend? When's my next vacation? What if this doesn't happen? What if that doesn't happen? What if that does happen? And it's right. all about and that and that you know anxiety is is an is an emotion of the future. It's an emotion that comes along. It's an experience that comes along when we um, imagine a future that we don't want that we don't want to have happen. Right. But it's really important to notice that it is an imagined future. It's not right. an actual future. And, uh, and some people live in the past, right? Some people, some people, the past have has hooks. Yeah. Something that happened that they can't let go of. Something that somebody said, something that somebody did, something that they experienced themselves, or the way things used to be that, that bring nostalgic feelings and, and that makes them pine for and yearn mm-hmm. for why things aren't the same. You know, and, and sadness um, and anger is, is often an emotion of, well, mostly sadness is an emotion of, of the past. Yeah. And so when we, can, when we can find that moment and go, I'm feeling an emotion that is attached to it, an experience that did happen or an experience that might happen, when we can break that, to right. stop that and be in the moment in the in the here and now there there is a reason why Louise Hay said in in this infinite now all is whole perfect and complete
0: that's right but it's an element of acceptance of what is in our sphere what is in our environment and can we accept it but taking that one step further and also going to a space of who created the meaning behind those words that we live by? Because it's us that's giving them the meaning.
1: Right. Well, yes, and. Um, yes. So we are, we're meaning-making machines. You know, mm-hmm. one, of, one of the most evolved attributes we have as, a hu- as human beings is to experience events and create meaning. Like, we, we understand... Reptiles don't do that. We right. think mammals, some mammals might, but by and in large, we don't know, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We make guesses, but we know as human beings, we make meaning out of events. We take in events uh, and we do Absolutely. a range of things with them in our heads and we create internal representations of what's happening outside For of reality sure. and we make meaning from those. right? And the way in which we make meaning is impacted by so many things, right? It's impacted mm-hmm. by uh, transgenerational and intergenerational stories that are passed down, DNA that is passed down. Yeah. It is impacted by experiences that we've had in the past. It's impacted by our values and our beliefs. It's impacted by um, the our the language that we use and the, mm-hmm. and the you know the the meanings and associations attached to that language. And the and the really effed up thing about being human we would rather take bad meaning over no meaning. So when there is a gap in our meaning-making processes, what we will default to, filling those gaps with bad meaning rather than filling those gaps with good meaning or, or empowering, enabling meaning. So it's like, I don't know, when um, don't know, let's say it's 12 o'clock midday on a Tuesday and I text mm-hmm. my husband and they don't respond immediately I look at my phone and I'm like, why aren't they, why aren't they getting back to me? And right. how dare they? And I get annoyed and I get angry. And then I get sad and I'm like, oh, maybe I've done something to upset them.
0: Right.
1: Now my husband is a principal at a school. There's a rule that they're not allowed to carry their, their cell phones oh. around with them. And they're probably knee deep in eight year olds at 12 o'clock on a right. Tuesday. And all of that meaning goes out of the window, right? All of that goes, but I create this negative meaning. And that's something that as a human beings, we have a habit of doing.
0: Yes.
1: And, you know, and we do that. We are our own meaning making machines. And
0: yeah.
1: that's how we place the meaning on those words that you
0: talked about. Yeah. But they have so much power, right? Mm-hmm. We give them so much power.
1: It's really hard. It is. Right. You know, the the nursery rhyme sticks, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Couldn't be more untrue. You know, it's it's I mean, what a load of rubbish.
0: That's right. Because
1: our our bones heal from sticks and stones. But the emotional wounds that words can create last sometimes several lifetimes.
0: That's right. So knowing what you know now with all that you've gained, all these areas that you devote yourself in life, from being a professor to running a therapy, um, doing sound healing, now being an author, congratulations. Thank you. All these, I want to say, segments of yourself Mm. that you have garnered and nurtured and grown in moment by moment by being uncomfortable. What's next? I know we talked about you not trying to live in the future, but I'm curious because we we all seem to be in a space of growth and expansion, and especially being in the industry that you're in, to be of service and have that calling to serve others, in their journey and their revolution, What other exciting pieces are involved for the next little while to level up your skills and expertise as other people are growing in their area too?
1: Well, what's next is now my psychotherapy patients and my coaching clients, um, those relationships are reciprocal I learn and grow Mm -hmm. Uh, I learn about me and and I grow as a result through the conversations that I have that those conversations aren't about me there's a process of relationship that that develops that that is meaningful and important that also contributes to my development as a human being there's the, the summer has just begun. And um, when school starts again uh, in the fall, I will be I will be a student once more. And I am starting a Ph.D. Mm-hmm. in human sexuality, um, which is. You've probably heard of critical race theory. The Ph.D. that I'm doing really studies critical sexuality theory Mm -hmm. and really understands and explores um, gender and sexuality and kind of social construction and the the many ways in which people remain and continue to be oppressed and marginalized around sex and gender so I'm Mm -hmm. excited I'm excited Mm -hmm. to begin that journey which is a a six six or seven year journey once I've you know submitted my thesis and done all of that I think I think I think that's I I've I feel in myself what else what else what else what else what I'm doing is a is a constant process internal process of enough 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 um Mm -hmm. and so that's enough that's enough while I continue developing and my psychotherapy practice, which I'm predominantly working with trans youth, um, right. and the parents of trans youth, um, and my executive coaching practice, um, and um, being a professor, a second book coming out, and, you know, being a PhD candidate is, and also, you know, have a relationship. And wow. <laughs> you know, I have a partnership um, yes. that, that also... You know, I, I want to nurture and grow and 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 deepen my connection with with my husband.
0: Yeah. That's a full plate.
1: Well, I, it's probably a couple of full plates, really. Yes.
0: It's a platter.
1: <laughs> it's a schmorker's board.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is. Do you find that as you get into the space of growth and Learning your own expansive muscle and exercising that even further. That there isn't enough time in the day because, like you said, your mind went, What else? What else? What else? On those are action focused, but I'm sure there's another list of yeah, I want to do that, and I want to try this, and I want to delve into that, and I want to do this, and I want to do this, does that all stem and come from a place of being more comfortable in finding your calling or finding your niche or building a space and an environment where you can be you? You know, it's, it's interesting. I, I don't,
1: I know I said, well, what else and what else, what else? But the answer is nothing. I do have enough hours in the day to do what I want to do and be who I want to be. And all of it brings with it joy and, you know, it revs my engine. I feel privileged to be able to say I, I, I want the life that I have. Mm. Even even the crappy stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: Of which there is ample. um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I'm okay with it. I'm good with it. And when I say okay, I, I, I don't mean okay. I mean like that deep, I'm okay. I'm okay with it. The hours in the day is a, is a really funny thing because I'm like, there is always enough hours in the day mm. to devote to the things that, that I have passion for, that I enjoy, that are in alignment with my purpose.
0: Mm. And I commend you for being in that space to feeling a sense of contentment, if I can say that. Mm -hmm. with what life has presented and where you're at. Mm -hmm.
1: Constructive discontentment.
0: (laughs) Right. I am so grateful for you sharing your stories, your wisdom and your insight. But from my perspective, your energy, not only in this conversation today, but also with everybody that you touch and you connect with in all areas of work that you do. So DDS, thank you so much for your time.
1: My absolute pleasure. Thanks for inviting me.
0: I'm Naranjan and you've been listening to Master of Your Crafts podcast. Please subscribe, rate and review and join me next week for another episode. Thank you for listening.